0: Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan. This week on Audio Gyan, we are going to discuss about a very ancient art form which has not really hit the glamour quotient after Birju Maharaj or Sitara Devi. I am very pleased to have a very old friend and a Kathak dancer, Prajakta Sarvate Sathe on the show. Prajakta is a multidisciplinary artist with an extensive work in the field of dance. She's a vocalist, dancer, writer, painter, and a really good actor. She is Kathak Nitya Visharad with 29 years of experience in dance, masters in psychogenetics, and has won number of accolades for her various performances in theater and dance. She's been teaching Kathak for more than a decade and has trained more than hundred students in Mumbai. Thanks Prajakta for being on the show. So, today's discussion, we'll keep around uh, dance as a profession and uh, how dance steps uh, add up to your life, right? So, the first question which I have you is, uh, uh, what made you consider dance as a profession?
1: Hi, Kedar. Thanks for having me. See, uh, basically, I my mom... Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, you know, enrolled me for a classical dance class when uh, I was five. Mm -hmm. And uh, she did this after I uh, won a third prize um, participating in a... uh, you know, in a record dance competition in her office without any training. Mm-hmm. And I performed on this uh, number 1-2-3 from Tezab and I won the third prize. So she's, she thought that uh, it's time, you know, that she would consider uh, dance as a extracurricular activity for me. And then she enrolled me in this dance class. And uh, from there, the training started. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it went... Um, in parallel to academics and at one point of time wherein I had to choose between uh, uh, you know I I did I academically I did my master's in biotech and specialization in genetics so when there was a point in life as as well as my uh, master's in dance so at a point wherein I had to choose whether to uh, spend my uh, Life, my major part of my work life, slogging it out in a laboratory doing research for many hours versus uh, coming into this exciting world of performance, dance, arts, creativity, and the works, and Ria's, and watching all these artists perform and maybe uh, also uh, start performing on stage, teach. I definitely found dance very much more attractive, challenging, and exciting than. Uh, the science field. So, that's when I decided to, uh, you know, take dance as a profession.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh So, what are the job prospects when you decide to come into this profession or uh, decide to become a dancer? Uh,
1: you never, you know, uh, graduate from being a student, a student for life when you are a dancer. So, um, first um, obvious part is you become a performer, a dance performer then you can also choose to be a teacher which many many of uh, the dancers do apart from that you also uh, could be a choreographer you know have your own ballets and uh, you know create or maybe do choreography in in the theater world in the television world in films or maybe set up new uh, ventures in, in as a Uh, you know option in your personal career Um, so choreography is a potential uh, option another option is being a dance therapist Um, apart from that you can be a be a dance critique which uh, is a much less explored uh, career option apart from that you could also uh, potentially do a lot of research in dance and uh, phd in dance movement therapy or creative movement therapy which is happening all over the world mm-hmm. so there is one branch which takes you to be a become a dance therapist mm-hmm. and there is another branch wherein you uh, do research in movement analysis and therapy in in the creative format as a content for the dance therapist to use
0: yeah but is uh, dance therapy a known option?
1: Dance therapy is looking up, though not really popular, to be very honest. But um, abroad, yes, dance therap- uh, dance therapists or dance therapy uh, research is been backed or funded by uh, many leading universities. Mm-hmm. And it's con- considered as a very upcoming and a serious career option.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, any tip or suggestion you would give to the new age parent who wish to put their children in... Uh, dance classes or uh, who wish that their children should learn traditional dance forms
1: see i would like to quote a very uh uh, famous uh uh, you know quote which says that happy parents create happy kids so likewise if parents are artistically aware creatively aware Mm -hmm. if they are uh, inclined towards these art forms uh they are naturally going to uh you know, pass it on to their kids. Mm -hmm. So if you have parents who uh, generally regularly attend concerts and dance festivals, music festivals, or maybe, uh, you know, uh, actively go and watch plays, Mm -hmm. theatre, or maybe go and visit art art exhibits. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the uh, the kids grow up watching their parents do it. And at one point of time, uh, they'll start accompanying them. In, in all of this and that is essentially the correct way and the right way of uh, introducing the kids to this world because if parents are watching um, all these wonderful art forms kids are definitely going to do th-
0: do it yeah, uh, yeah true uh, but do you think these reality shows which are coming on TV like Nachpalye or boogie- Woogie uh, has uh, has it impacted the Indian traditional dance forms?
1: Okay. Uh, These dance reality shows uh, definitely um, have to impact the traditional dance forms. Uh, What happened when I was a kid was that um, initially, uh, extracurricular activity um, or artistic activity was majorly limited to singing or music. Uh, Slowly, um, when when my generation grew up, dance... uh, It was similar, it was parallel to um, how Boogie Woogie came up. And later, there was Najbaliye, which was uh, a celebrity thing that happened. Mm. So, slowly, um, you know, parents graduated from being aware that music can be a potential uh, extracurricular activity and maybe then a career option, to to then the shift happened to, yes, dance can also be a a potential career option. And uh, I think... um, um, it impacted in many ways positive and negative a uh, parents were in awe of parents and kids equally were in awe of the glamour and the uh, uh, you know the fancy works of the whole uh, boogie woogie format and the winners and the mega finals and the popularities and media coverage that they got and um uh, who wouldn't like that? I mean, uh, any any parent would like that for their kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, they suddenly became aware that, no, 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 we need to train these kids. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they started, then, at one point of time, there were these record dance schools that happened mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, you uh, enroll the kids for these record dances and, you know, maybe four dances would be taught in a month. Mm-hmm. But then, um, there was also a branch of, uh, you know, uh, audience that, uh, were aware that it doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, we need to enroll our kids in traditional classical dance forms in order for them to get disciplined enough to follow the uh, popular music and popular dance reality uh, choreographies in a better format. So um, I guess I was lucky that my parents felt that uh, it was essential to. Uh, Enroll me in a classical dance form like Kathak, and uh, it is it goes unsaid that once you are, uh, as it applies for singing, once you are a trained classical singer, you can sing tumri bhajan, kajri Chaiti and maybe also pick up the nuances of popular uh, film music uh, or playback. Much easier than an than an untrained singer. Same goes for a, a you know any dance form. If you are a classically trained dancer, you can pick up any other dance form much easier in a better way than a layman or an untrained
0: uh, student. Yeah, but coming from a different school of thought, don't you think that these uh, reality shows are very pseudo or superficial drivers uh, to make children or Parents put their children to learn traditional dance forms.
1: See, um, what I would like to say on this is that um, to each one, his or her own, mm. uh, there is there is no right or wrong in uh, uh, you know in creative performing arts. So if if um, tomorrow I feel that I need to enroll myself in you know so uh, or I need to um, put myself in a competition situation Mm. and come in a dance reality show and test myself there Mm. there is essentially a lot of learning and unlearning that is going to be happening there Mm. it is not that I'm going to be ready and you know I'm just going to go there and Mm-hmm. make it mm-hmm. there is always a pattern how, as to how it goes i'm very sure that you know uh, the behind scenes and the making of dance reality shows is a whole lot of hard work mm-hmm. so they they uh, and plus there is a pressure of having uh, you know coming up with episodes on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, you know doing lot you know a lot much I mean, uh, huge amount of choreography, huge amount of practice in a very given short time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe devote all three months of your lifetime for a reality show and shut down everything else. So that's so much of unlearning mm-hmm. uh, that has to happen. Uh, it's like getting a new skill, skill, life skill mm-hmm. into your system. Mm-hmm. So uh, with all due respect to dance reality shows and of course my classical dance form, whichever way you uh, go, as far as you're dancing... I guess the thing is done, so this way or that way, it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, the next one which I wanted to ask you is: What are the challenges you face to spread awareness or re- make parents realize the importance of uh, Kathak or other traditional dance forms?
1: One of the most prime, most important uh, challenge that I I've been facing since I started teaching 12 years uh, back since 12 years back is that uh, uh, classically uh, being trained in the classical dance forms uh, essentially requires at least um, uh, 15 years of your lifetime uh, worth investing in in the uh, classical format and um, it is difficult for uh, even as a performer or as a teacher to uh, convince the parents that it does take that that amount of time mm-hmm. because uh, uh, i a very common question that uh, a, a new parent asks when they take admissions for their kids is that uh shows show competitions so even before you know, uh, giving them their kids a chance of whether they are liking it or not, mm-hmm. they are ready to put them in a uh, performing situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a lot. That's that's a huge amount of pressure on the kids also, mm-hmm. to to having expect uh, to, you know to have uh, uh, s- such huge amount of expectations from these kids. And second, there is an expectation of every parent that since their child is learning. They have to be performers. अगर 100 बच्चियाँ कथक सीख रही हैं, तो आपको लगता है कि 100 के 100 टॉप के होंगे? ऐसे थोड़ी ना है। It's it's uh, <laughs> atrociously uh, unrealistic to expect all these hundred. Uh, students to turn into fabulous performers. Mm -hmm. Some of them will be performers, of course. Some will be teaching. Some will leave it halfway. Mm -hmm. Some will go ahead and maybe adopt a different art form, maybe singing, maybe an instrument, uh, essentially inspired from their dancing. Uh, others may be just a uh, wonderful audience that they, they might just turn into wonderful audience mm-hmm. so there are so many uh there is going to be a lot of development from where it starts mm-hmm. so it's quite uh, unrealistic to expect that once you enroll your child in a dance class it's mm-hmm. going to magically turn out and come out as a performer uh, another um, uh, challenge is uh, as much as I would like to uh, uh say that kids are now very uh, aware and very smart and you know evolved uh, unlike us maybe uh, they are sharper brighter but there is no there is lack of practice or you know like lack, lack of focus or lack of time to practice because mm-hmm. they are doing so many things and mm-hmm. there are so many pressures and uh, i i just don't know how to tell them to practice because th- they have their day packed mm-hmm. you know neck to neck back you know uh, So I don't know how to inspire them maybe at times whereas to you know chalo yaha squeeze karlo practice yaha squeeze karlo kyunki hai hi nei time. So um, I'm just wondering if you know I can maybe uh, find out ways to inspire them or to make them practice in different ways.
0: (laughs) Yeah that's true but uh, assume you find a student like that whose uh, day is packed completely and uh, still you would like to Uh, insist their parents that this is the way you should do practice or rather uh, like a person of your experience what kind of practice you do
1: okay uh generally um when when a student starts learning a dance form the classes are either thrice twice or thrice a week Uh, at least you are in mumbai so um uh, Apart from the two days wherein the kid goes for the dance class, uh, the kid can, um, in the initial two years of his, uh, uh, his or her uh, training, mm-hmm. the kid can um, take out at least, at least fifteen to twenty and slowly to thirty minutes of practice daily. Uh, okay. You know, it might, might seem really a small time that 15 minutes, 15 minutes, bas ho gaya, but in the long run, when it's done continuously or consistently over a long period of time, it will show a difference versus, you know, you, you suddenly wake up one day and say that I'm going to practice for one hour and then just don't practice for another month. So that's better practice, practicing small bits and pieces every single day Mm -hmm. is going to work well Mm -hmm. in the initial uh, period of say two to three years Mm -hmm. Uh, after that uh, say in the three to five maybe or uh, seven year uh, span um, I would definitely suggest that uh, a a, a student must practice for an hour daily Mm -hmm. Um, if not daily Maybe, because then the syllabus technically also is so much mm-hmm. that there is uh, there is something to choose from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, may, maybe do permutation combinations of whatever you've learned. Tal Anga, Bhav Anga, or, you know, maybe both one day. Mm-hmm. And keep the variety going so mm-hmm. that boredom doesn't stuck you know get stuck in mm. there are many exciting ways to do it also you know maybe uh, there are so many different apps that you can use mm-hmm. maybe one one day do practice on tabla one day put a sarangi app one day put a harmonium app mm. so lehra playing and then you practice so there is a new factor of excitement uh, you know which can keep happening as mm. you practice mm-hmm. but once the student crosses the 7 year 7 to 8 year threshold and as once one uh, looks forward to being a graduate or a uh, you know uh, someone who's passed uh, the basic uh, uh, you preliminary know uh, preliminary stage. Or, yeah, stage. Yeah. Then uh, there needs to be a, a definite practice uh, of with the musicians for around hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, at least five days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I say five days a week because. Um, I also include, um, you know, students going for performances, watching their guru talk or perform, attending workshops, maybe also, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, getting together and practicing in a group, mm-hmm. uh, which 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 will also inspire. Um, now, right now, as as a teacher and uh, a performer, um, I have uh, a tabla ji. Visit my home. I have a home-based studio, uh, once a week, and I practice with um, him once a week. And apart from that, there are uh, I uh, uh, you know I stand up, tie my ghungroos, and practice uh, whenever I get inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and practice also essentially means that there is so much of chintan and manan also happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as in, if I go and watch a concert of of an artist, not essentially a Kathak artist or a uh, you know or a Bharatnatyam artist, even for that matter, if I go and watch a tap dance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll feel inspired. I'll I'll come back and maybe uh, you know try to get the influences in my dance style. Mm -hmm. So this is also practice uh, or maybe watch videos of, you know, someone I've heard about Mm -hmm. and uh, try to incorporate that, get influenced or, you know, uh, maybe seek my inspiration from there. Whenever I read something, whenever I go, uh, whenever I do my singing practice, if I see someone's painting and then take my inspiration from uh, that art form and bring it try to bring it in my dance style that also is practice for me so uh, practice now essentially does not limit myself to uh, Kathak but everything that comes along with it
0: Mm -hmm, correct Uh, so in the beginning you mentioned about dance therapy Uh, can you slightly elaborate on that what it is uh, how is it helpful
1: Dance therapy essentially is a therapy wherein um, science and move, you know basically scientific principles and movement analysis is combined together with psychology, and the therapy is um, applied to a patient. Mm-hmm. So it the um, dance th- dance therapy essentially treats uh, physical trauma, emotional trauma, uh, as well as you know it can treat addictions. It can treat. Uh, uh, you know, uh, psycho um, chromatic disorders mm-hmm. uh, and and a whole range, a whole spectrum of uh, debilities mm-hmm. right from um, uh, post-accident um, care mm-hmm. wherein a patient has to be rejuvenated. There has been dance therapy which has been applied to um, patients who are bedridden mm-hmm. wherein the therapist has tied um, a, a thread to uh, the patient... Uh, the therapist has tried tied a thread to the patient's finger hmm. and the thread was uh, you know uh, you know moved in patterns hmm. so as to create a visual response in the patient stuck on the bed okay. that yes movement is happening so you know the brain waves showed that kind of difference so it's that minute and that intense
0: yeah that seems very intense uh, uh, going back to our earlier topic um, i would like to know it's a very difficult question, but still, in how do you find a guru, and what is the importance of guru uh, in the current time?
1: I think um, guru um, is is what what I could call um, the breadth of a dancer, because uh, or maybe the spine, call it a backbone. Because um, without a guru, you cannot step uh, on on a, on on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. to dance. Because um, essentially, um, I remember being influenced by my gurus in every aspect of, of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just dance, but other aspects also. Uh, there are phases wherein you are in awe, then you try to emulate your guru, then you try to, you know, uh, be like them, and, you know, uh, then you you surrender to your guru. So that, I've, I've been through all these phases. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think... It is uh, absolutely essential to have a guru uh, Mm -hmm. in order to learn dance. So there is no option. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, after a certain point of time, when you start practicing and performing, um, you um, um, also learn from from watching, uh, you know. There are essentially uh, uh, influences uh, a lot. I mean, there are many influences throughout the world. But guru has to be, uh, you know, solid. So you have to consider someone your guru and then maybe get influences from all over. But guru has to be one.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. But I I had a slightly different question. Um, How do you find a guru? Uh, I'll give you a quick background. Uh, I was trying to learn flute few years back. And my guruji told me that don't even bother telling anybody that you're learning flute, uh, Hindustani classical style, because uh, at least for five years. So I was very impressed. So Is that, like, are there any parameters to gauge or to understand that this guru is right for me as opposed to someone else?
1: See, this is um, essentially uh, a slightly difficult question because uh, uh, parents or kids uh, or rather anyone uh, has to put then a, a glass of judgment in order to, you know, distinguish that maybe this teacher is better or that teacher is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of the easier ways of doing it is that probably visiting a few classes, uh, you know, a few academies uh, for over a period of time and asking the teacher um, to let us, to let you observe mm-hmm. um, a, an ongoing class or a beginner's class. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever whichever environment resonates with your personality, mm-hmm. I think that's your personality or maybe the personality of your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the best class for you at that point of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I have to come to you to learn dance, what is that one thing which you will tell me or any of the children or people who want to pick up traditional dance form or also the boogie-woogie style dance?
1: <laughs> um, I I really uh, strongly feel that uh, whenever you're dancing, mm-hmm. um, no matter what kind of dance form you're doing, where you're doing, for whom you're doing, um, whether the uh, audience is small, large, national, international, doesn't matter. Uh, if you are enjoying your dance performance, mm-hmm. and you know you are overjoyed when you are dancing. You've got you've got your point and you've nailed it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are enjoying what you're doing, if you are enjoying your dance, mm-hmm. then you are on the right track. So just go ahead. Uh, no, I but
0: enjoying say. can be slightly dangerous as well because uh, when it's very tough to balance enjoyment and being disciplined uh, at the same time, right? So yeah,
1: I I say this uh, considering that the dancer. Or whoever is performing or maybe even practicing at home mm. is following his or her, uh, you know, um, uh, path. As mm. in, you know, whether it's contemporary dancing, hip-hop or, uh, you know, jiving or classical dance form. Considering that he's getting trained well. Mm-hmm. Once you are in into training, mm. you only have to consider that am I enjoying myself? If I'm enjoying myself while I'm dancing and uh, mind you, it doesn't happen overnight. It Mm -hmm. takes time. Mm -hmm. But then, um, uh, you know, to keep at it Mm -hmm. that, you know, until I always used to say, you know, I give my own example when I was young. I uh, gave my parents a tough time that, you know, I told them. Ek teen dancing was so, uh, what such fun and you all are putting me into this format and this is so boring. I have to do this one, two, one, two for so many months and I don't like it. Mm. So um, uh, they they kept at it, you know, they, they used to lure me that we'll press your feet, we'll apply balm, but please go, please go. And you know, when they kept doing it, uh, you know, very gently and coaxing me to uh, try and attend. Uh, these uh, my class, my uh, academy. After around uh, three to four years, mm-hmm. I actually started uh, liking my own dance in my mirror, in the mirror. So at that point of time, when I started liking my own dance actions and movements in the mirror, and when I started uh, maybe uh, personally appreciating my dance, I started enjoying it, and then that turn took place. Mm-hmm. So that that turn may take place in maybe 1 month for one kid or one student or may take 5 years for another student just wait for that you know that move that moment to happen
0: and how do you know that moment i mean how long do you have to wait for it
1: uh how long as in um, it generally when when the kids wait for around five years uh, five years is top of the tops they do start enjoying dance because it has that kind of power uh, one, one point of uh, you know making out that the student is uh, you know at that turning point is that when the student instead of the guru telling uh, smile while you are dancing keep smiling you know when the kid starts dancing on his or her own that's the point when you know we come to know ha, now she's through now she will keep at it
0: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's it from uh, my side. Uh, thanks a lot, Projecta, for being on the show. It was great talking to you and learning a lot about dance.
1: My pleasure, Kedar. It was wonderful.
0: Stay tuned for more Gyan on Audio Gyan next week. Till then, bye.